Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome to another episode of Talking Ball with Pat Leonard, live from Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. Another stinker, a dumpster fire of a season. Daniel Jones probably done for the year, likely torn right ACL. We'll see what tests confirm the day after on Monday. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for helping me download after all these horrible losses. And I hope that we can either commiserate, I can answer some of your questions, and uh, we can get to a point here where we have uh, constructive ways of handling these terrible losses and where this giant season is. But thanks for joining me as always. Uh, first, before we get into it, I want to tell you about Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops, betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips. With both desktop and mobile access at any time, head to the Bet Online app today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Where we start, just a reminder this is the talking ball post game QA. Giants, Raiders, we do these every week, we do midweeks, and we have a great community growing here. A lot of loyal followers hanging here with me through thick and thin. I see Giants Chronicles in the house. I see Hunter back in. I see Jake Patterson jumping in, and I see Mark here, but barely. Um, so thank you all for participating. Remember, if you don't subscribe to the page, um, you know, Super Chats and Super Stickers is a fun way. If you're waiting too long for a question because the queue is filling up, you can always pay for a Super Chat or a Super Sticker. That's a way to support our page and also to have your conversation and your question and your comment elevated to the top of what we do and what we're talking about. I will answer your question right away. First, you will jump the line and it adds a lot of, a lot of spice uh, to the conversations that we have. But thanks for waiting um, after just a horrible game that the Giants put you through. So a lot of fans, there were a lot of blue uh, Giant fans in blue in the stadium here at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, but a lot of them were leaving early, unfortunately, just like we see often at MetLife. Um, so let's get right to your questions and our conversation will take off from there. Giants Chronicles says, Pat, can you be my therapist? Honestly, Chronicles, I think that's really what I'm most qualified for at this point, talking to Giants fans is it's therapy, right? It's commiseration her commiserating his commiseration word. Um, it is a way to look at a team and say, just when we think the arrows pointing up, it spirals straight back down into the gutter, down the drain. And really you're looking at a team now that could be challenging for the number one pick when all is said and done with Daniel Jones likely out for the year. Hank NYR 22 says, Pat gut feeling is Jones, the quarterback next year for this franchise. Hank, I think because of his contract, he's still on the roster next year. But I think it's looking likely at this point that they would be drafting a quarterback to replace him as well. So next year, maybe the, the roster is a rookie quarterback and Daniel Jones. And so you have a capable uh, starter if the rookie's not ready right away. Obviously, when you draft a guy top five, though, he's playing. And then maybe you have Daniel Jones, hopefully, as a guy that you can trade to a team who needs a quarterback eventually, maybe eating money the way that you had to eat some money with Leonard Williams in order to make that deal, if somebody's going to take him off your hands. Um, obviously, that's a really hopeful, optimistic view of what you could be able to pull off with that clunky contract. Even with Joe Shannon, the Giants doing a pretty good job of being able to get out of it after two years. That's still $82 million in the first two. So I do think the Giants draft a quarterback at this rate, assuming Daniel Jones is out for the rest of the year, assuming the Giants are picking in the top three, because let's just face it, it's going to be hard for them to win another game this season with the team that they're putting out there. And that's with a defense that still is showing some fight. But, you know, you're just you're just not going to win games when you can't score points. And even though Brian Dable took over the offensive meetings three weeks ago, it's never looked worse here with the Giants offense. Hunter says, good evening, Pat. Hopefully they will bring you peanut butter screwball to the stadium because that's what it takes to watch this team right now. You are absolutely right, Hunter. Um, believe me, I will be having cocktails tonight 
In fact, we're going to do about 20 minutes here or so and then wrap up the chat so that I can head out and enjoy a little bit of the Vegas fair and flair uh, before I have to head home tomorrow and back to the unfortunate reality that the Giants are in right now. They'll be heading to Dallas to play the Cowboys, probably with Tommy DeVito as their starting quarterback. And then they have the Washington Commanders, the Patriots, a much-needed bye week. They have the Eagles twice down the stretch. Um, it just doesn't look good. All right, let's see. Giants should be bringing back the Biff B talk and actually smack some blokes, show character. They look soft on defense, says Jake Patterson. Jake, you know, early on, I thought it was way too easy for the Raiders, um, especially those two plays to Jacoby Myers, right? The the pass, the man coverage to Deontay Banks, just, um, you know, let's just face it. I mean, it was too easy for Myers off the line there. And then uh, the end around, I mean, what was that, right? Uh, barely got touched. And you know the way the Giants are playing right now. See, th this is the problem too, though. You're right about the defense early on, but they actually hung tough, played hard to the end, forced field goals late, stood up in the red zone, uh, got a fourth down stop even on the very last drive for the Raiders when the game was over and didn't let the Raiders run the clock out. It's just, you know, you're right that they need to get better at, especially in that early game situation, that first Raiders drive. There's no doubt about it. And the worst stat on the defense was Micah McFadden's hit on Aiden O'Connell with 9.30 left in the fourth quarter. That was the first quarterback hit the Giants had all game, which is just not acceptable. I know they ran the ball a lot. I know they were they actually called a pretty smart game getting the ball out of his hands. Uh, but, you know, you can't have that. But I guess what I was getting to is you just, you know, Dexter Lawrence said it uh, last week, like you can't play a perfect game. So it's really hard for me to harp on the defense in these situations when the offense is what it is. Because the offense, obviously – you know, the turnovers, the short fields. I mean, the offense is the reason that the Giants are a terrible team. If they had a functional offense, they would be a good team. I really do think that. Um, so when does the rebuild of the O-line begin in earnest, says Matthew? Matthew, good question. I mean, it did begin, but Joe Shane for, listen, if you want to give him credit and should give him credit for guys like Micah McFadden, uh, Cordell Flott starting to come around a little bit. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau has eight and a half sacks right now, though we didn't really hear much from him at all in this game. Um, so there's some good things Joe Shane has done, Bobby Okereke signing at linebacker, those sorts of things. But man, oh man, has he whiffed so far on offensive line, particularly that first draft, Evan Neal, Josh Azudu, Marcus McKeithen, right? I mean, the, Mark Lewinsky, you know, they ended up in a position where they signed Justin Pugh. Justin Pugh obviously makes their line better, but – he like, OK, when he moved to left guard with Andrew Thomas back and Evan Neal back in this game, this was the I think I calculated what eighth straight game or so that they had a different left guard starter from the previous one or six or seven straight games. What was it? So week three was Shane Lemieux. Week four was Ben Bredesen. Week five was Glowinski. Six Pew. Seven McKeithen. Eight Bredesen. Nine Pew. So. Seven straight weeks, the Giants' left guard starter has been different from the previous week. That is just an astounding stat. And we have a $7 super sticker super chat comes in from Subo23. Subo, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Setting a great example here for what we can do in this chat. Spices up the conversation, gets us going. Um, all right, so he says, Pat, please be brutally objective. What are the steps this franchise needs to make return to relevancy? I'll be brutally objective and honest. I question whether Brian Dable really is the coach of the year he was last year. I think he's more of what we're seeing this year. His team is undisciplined at times. He loses his cool on the sidelines, doesn't have as many solutions as you would hope or think or believe. Um, you know, is he a good play caller and a good offensive coordinator? I think so. Is he an excellent head coach who gives his team an advantage every Sunday and every week? I question that. Um, I do think that ownership has to be looking at the results and questioning the general manager and head coach right now over the long term. Obviously, they don't want to be turning those positions over all the time, and that's tiresome. But, Subo, you asked me. I think you have to evaluate the, the drafts that this GM has had, the coaching job that this coach has done this year. This has been a complete disaster, and I think it starts with reevaluating 
the coach and GM and not just closing your eyes and saying, well, it's it's not the coach of the year from 2022 and it's not the new general manager with the fresh face we brought in. You have to evaluate everything. If you start by saying we're not touching those, then you're already screwing it up. That's that's my opinion. Um, other steps, Subo, I think. And again, thank you for the super chat. I think um, what they need to do is invest in offensive line evaluation and they need to rethink how they look at offensive linemen and how they really assess that position. Um, I do not believe that they are good at it. I think, you know, outside of Andrew Thomas, I mean, John Michael Schmitz is a wait and see, right? We'll see about John Michael Schmitz. I mean, he's still a rookie, so deserves time. But Evan Neal now getting injured again, um, looking right now like a huge miss um, by the general manager and by the Giants. And we have Savage Steve on the board as well with a super sticker. Thank you so much, Savage Steve. says, think Daniel has played his last snap for the Giants. I do think he's played his last snap this season, and I think it's possible that they draft um, a quarterback this coming year, especially with the pick they're going to have. And I do think it's possible he's played his last snap for the team. He also could end up being the bridge quarterback to that rookie getting on the field next year. And then the Giants can try to find a way to get him onto another team and get out of that contract. I think that's how it's tracking. And if you read the Daily News, I think that my story about the to preview this game, my preview was Sunday starts Daniel Jones next audition to be the franchise quarterback again. And we're going to learn a lot about whether he's that guy or not based on the final eight games, especially nine games starting today, especially because Joe Shane, Tim McDonald, Brandon Brown, they're all at the USC Washington game. Shane has been all over these top quarterbacks. He does that anyway, even if he's not going to draft one, but I think it's very clear what he's eyeing, what he's looking at. And Subo, um, last thing to hit on when you say what steps the franchise needs to make to return to relevance. I believe that, um, they need to take a hard look all over their organization. Look at the training staff. Look at the amount of injuries that continue to pile up. It's not the turf. It's not every head coach who comes through here. There is a problem with the Giants' inability to keep guys on the field. Everybody says, oh, well, Aziz is always hurt and blames it on the player. Where Dallin Waller is always hurt, blame it on the player. Now, certainly when you have a veteran like Waller as a history, investing in a guy like that can be dangerous because, yes, He's played enough. There's a large enough subset to say, okay, this guy has injury problems. But to me, Daniel Jones today, even he got hurt on the play before the play that he ended up leaving the game on. He was hurt at the end of the first quarter. I saw it. I pointed it right out. I put it on Twitter. I said, Daniel Jones hurt his right leg. He was stretching it out. And it appeared um, like he was considering whether he could keep going. Brian Dable said they had a conversation and left him in the game, but sometimes you got to protect a guy from himself. I mean, you have Graham Gano out there last week, um, and Gano's defended the training staff, said he doesn't want to hear the criticism about them, right? He tried to push through it. The swelling became too much. It's not as stable. But listen, professionals get paid to protect players from themselves, and sometimes you need to make the decision and tell the player, you know what, probably not. I could see it a 1,000 feet away up here at the top of Allegiant Stadium that he didn't look right. I don't know why he went back out there and dropped back to pass, now, who knows whether it was already torn, was it partially torn and then completely torn on the second drop back. But, you know, th these are the things, Subo, like, you know, if you're not going to turn over the Giants training staff and you're not going to turn over those processes of keeping guys healthy, then, uh, you know, you're not evaluating your full organization and your full operation. You know, it's time to stop blaming, uh, you know, only select people for problems. You need to reevaluate your whole organization. And if you're going to call certain people or parts of your organization untouchable, then you're going to just keep repeating your own mistakes. Chris on the board with a 499 super sticker. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Steve, thanks again. Chris says, why do you think Giants ignored Jones' injury history when giving the big contract? Chris, great question. I asked Joe Shane that directly. I asked him, did his neck injury give you any pause or was that a factor at all in determining whether you paid him? He said, no, I asked him that directly. He said, no. So I thought that was strange too. Um, I do think that Joe Shane managed well enough to keep it in the, uh, 
you know, to keep the money and the contract structured so that um, you had a situation where it was like you were giving him a chance to be the franchise QB long term and committing to him, but also with kind of a backdoor out. Right. Because John Mara, Steve Tisch, they want the franchise quarterback. They believe in Daniel Jones. They wanted to give him a fair shot. You can make an easy argument. Daniel still hasn't gotten that. But of course, not factoring in the injury history and paying that guy especially when let's let's just be honest here okay yes did, did Joe Shane know that this whole time even last year that the Giants roster wasn't exactly what their record you know was reflecting right and all of that yeah of course I think he I think he has a good head on his shoulders and a good process and understood that and that they were overachieving last year but you can't sugarcoat the fact that they did invest in veterans and paid their own guys heavily um in this offseason, and the the goal this season was to go win. Sterling Shepard told us at the start of the year, Brian Dable was talking about the Super Bowl behind the scenes, and then Dexter Lawrence said, building is over, we're, we're going for the Super Bowl, and I don't want to talk about anything else. But, of course, now you're trading Leonard Williams at the deadline, you're waving the white flag, and now Daniel Jones gets hurt. We're in serious trouble here of it going completely off the rails if it hasn't already. Saquon Barkley actually made an interesting comment after the game. Uh, Saquon said, let me get to his exact quote here. Saquon said, it sucks, but you got to be a pro about it. Can't make any excuses. Still got a long season ahead. Obviously, we're not happy that we're two and seven and with everything that's going on right now. But if Jones being out long term is the reality, we have a job to do. We still have to come to work. Still got to compete. And that's going to be the mindset until we're mathematically out of it. That with everything that's going on right now, I think is an allusion to Daniel Jones's injury and just how bad it's getting. Uh, but I think that's also an allusion to, um, you know, the fact that everything's going wrong. Like Darius Slayton made an interesting comment too about uh, he acknowledged with me that there've been the Giants have been put in the way he put it was precar- a lot of precarious positions this season, and I think that's what his way of you know I was saying everything was going right for you last year and now everything's going wrong. I think he agreed that it just feels like everything's piling up against them. Thank you again, Chris. Savage Steve on the board again. Do you believe in Dable and Shane? Um, I do not, Steve. I I think that uh, there's a lot more behind the scenes wrong with the Dable's operation uh, than meets the eye. I think that he looks on the sidelines like he doesn't have a lot of poise. He snaps at people. He's saying, what the fuck to Evan Neal? Um, you know, coming off the field in front of everybody. Like you just don't show people up. Like you just don't, you don't show people up. Uh, Shane, I think has some good process. I think has some good, um, you know, there's always a reason behind what he does and how he operates, but starting with the selection of Evan Neal and going on down the line, um, I think a lot of what Shane has done um, has not exactly been the, it's just the home run magic touch GM, um, uh, reputation that he has received. I do think that there has been some positive things he has done. And I think that part of what he has done has uh, been encouraging. Like I said, Bobby Okereke. Um, I do think Deontay Banks can play. You know, I think he's a young guy still growing, very young, uh, needs to develop, needs to develop mentally on the field. But I do think he is a fighter. Um, we'll see about John Michael Schmitz. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau, he has big games. He has games where he doesn't really – uh, show up much in the box score like this one. Uh, but I just think that Joe Shane's resume is incomplete. I'm not trying to blow everybody out the door in year two here. I'm just saying you have to evaluate all these things and you have to be honest about the fact that especially this season, like they went into the year thinking they had an offensive line that could function and they did not. It's not just about Andrew Thomas's injury. They did not assemble a functioning offensive line in front of a quarterback they they paid $40 million a year to in a four-year contract. And Joe Shane, that's on him. And Brian Dable, the way that he's lost games, key situations, bad decisions, not good at situational football. I mean, the Graham Gano thing, the Jets lost, this loss, 40 to nothing to the Cowboys, 30 to 6 to a Raiders team that just fired its GM and head coach. I'm not even angry enough about this. I'm getting fired up now, though. Thank you all for the super chats and super stickers. Let's go back to the queue and see if we can get through the rest of your questions. All right. Uh, Subo says those desserts look nice. Yeah, the Raiders did it right in the press box. 
Uh, mean Machine Live says, Pat, why is it the Giants as an organization are incapable of coaching their draft picks? Well, Mean Machine, I think it eats itself alive in a sense that when young players are put in positions to play as starters right away and to play at a high level, sometimes they're not ready. And then they end up in situations like this where the team's not good and then the bad vibes start and it all starts spiraling and then the development uh, stagnates a little bit or it's harder mentally for these guys to keep kind of pushing through because it's so much adversity so early and they're in critical spots having to make plays, but they're not able to kind of carry it on on, on their shoulders as well. Um, You know, I hope Jalen Hyatt comes out of this game okay because, like, for example, he gets open twice downfield. And frankly, guys, this is something I wanted to point out. It looked to me like Daniel Jones's mechanics with his shoulders were a little different in his follow-through, throwing the ball, coming off that neck injury last week with the weakness in his left arm um, and kind of the feeling and the symptoms in the – wow. So that was – just so you know, that was Dan Duggan – from the athletic jumping into this press box and scaring the life out of me during this live chat. <laughs> so if you guys heard that, that was Dan Duggan blowing up my spot. Oh man, that got me. I got to imagine. I didn't see that coming at all. Um, but yeah, I'm getting fired up over here. Mean machine. Thanks for the question. Jake says, Pat, time to watch, uh, time to watch and report on some Australian rugby, mate. Appreciate you making the time, Jake. Jake Oppenheim says, what was the locker room like after the game? Uh, somber, Jake, somber, you know, um, Saquon Barkley was as down as I've seen him. Um, you know, Justin Pugh essentially said, yeah, non-contact doesn't look good. I mean, they were all talking as if Daniel Jones' season was over without actually saying it out loud. I think it's pretty obvious though, that he's done. And, um, I think now it's about whether this, this operation sticks together, but yeah, what I was saying was about Jalen Hyatt, you know, he got open twice down the field and Daniel missed him twice. Um, and I think, Daniel's mechanics look a little different to me with the symptoms in his left shoulder. I don't know, maybe he was overcorrecting, throwing, but it also didn't look right to me how he was throwing the ball. It looked a little different than pre-neck injury. Uh, let's see. Jake Patterson says, I reckon Dallas has got a 60 to nothing easily. Yeah, I know. I, that's going to be a painful trip to, for John Mara and Steve Tish. I got to tell you, man, I can't imagine they're looking forward to that. Uh, Simeon Toko says, good evening. Good evening, Simeon. Thanks for being here. Go get the quarterbacks as intel. I agree in the draft. Matt Smith says, just how awkward would a locker room get around week six or seven where you have Daniel Jones healthy making $45 million a year and you have Caleb Williams drafted? Well, you know what, Matt? I, I agree with you, but here's the bottom line. And this is – I know people thought I was crazy when I said this, but I still believe it. Like when you draft, um, you know, when you draft a quarterback one year um, – you know, if there's a quarterback in the draft, oh, okay, it was Daniel Jones and then Justin Herbert. Like, if you draft Daniel Jones as a rookie and he shows some promise, but he's turning the ball over a lot, you're not sure, and you're in a position maybe to draft Justin Herbert the next year, like, get the quarterback position right. And I know that it's like if you if you think you have a promise in a player that you've drafted high, you want to validate it, you want to make it right, you want to make it work, especially to be fair to the player, but just – just keep drafting quarterbacks until you get it right. Get a star. You need a star. You don't need just a capable game manager. You need a star quarterback in this league. I firmly believe that. And so how awkward would it get? Well, Matt, I'll tell you what. wouldn't be as awkward as the locker room right now when they know they're one of the worst teams in the league, right? Like that's awkward. Awkward is being one of the worst teams in the league. And just so you know, guys, now that we are monetized here on YouTube – there will be some ads that pop in uh, during these live streams, okay? So in about 10 seconds, a couple of you are going to see a couple of quick ads, and then you're going to come right back into the live chat. So that's just a part of what we're doing here. You're not getting kicked out or anything. Uh, See you in a second. All right, so let's go to Authentic. Authentic in the house. Huge supporter of of the chats here, of my podcast, of the YouTube channel. Authentic, a good creator as well. Uh, authentic. Thank you so much. I know you've been bringing a lot of people to the channel and to what we are doing here. So I really do appreciate that. Donna says, where do they go from here? Uh, I think they go to a top two draft pick, Donna. I really do. Do you think Daniel played his last game as a giant, says Savage Steve? Right. Yeah, uh, possibly. um, But I definitely think they're in the quarterback market. 
Mark Thompson says Giants haven't showed anything. They lost two games they should have won. Realistically, they can lose every game from here. I agree. Matthew says, what happened to the defense today? I thought they were better than they showed today. Yeah, some hiccups, um, some let down, especially early in the game. I thought, honestly, I thought Antonio Pierce and uh, what was it? Hardegree, their new offensive coordinator. I thought the Raiders had a smart game plan. I thought they knew what the Giants were and what they weren't, and they really ran the ball hard at them. Their, their offensive line is not bad. The Raiders' offensive line is not bad. Like, I've seen that in other games, too. And um, they really kind of managed the game well there. I actually ran into Mark Davis, the Raiders' owner, after the game, and I asked him what he thought of Pierce's uh, first game as a coach. And he said, I thought it was fantastic. When you win, it's great, right? And then I told him I thought he managed the game well and, you know, uh, understood what the Giants were and weren't. And he goes, he's a Raider. He's a Raider. So that was an interesting moment there. All right. Um, let's see. Brady says, what's up? What's up, Brady? Mark Thompson says communication was not great among the defense. Clearly the offense is totally dysfunctional. I think those are both good, good points. Mark Thompson says, did we miss Leo today? Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, he was the highest paid player on the team. And even though he's not a superstar, uh, definitely a strong player and compliment to what they have up front. And it sends a message when you trade a player like that. It just does. And getting that extra, getting that second round pick and the fifth round pick, but especially the second round pick in this coming draft, send another message to the team about where the Giants are and where they're going. Um, okay. Brady McDonald says, what do you think about the Giants' performance against the Raiders today? And how do you think they could have improved? Uh, Brady, I think they just, they're incapable of scoring early. Um, they never get on the board early. They never give their team life on offense. I mean, failing with the tush push, running the tush push with Daniel Jones coming off a neck injury. They run the Philly special and the tush push. Two plays the Eagles made famous or perfected. And the Giants, I mean, it was just laughably bad in both cases. But, Brady, I think the answer to your question is simply, um, you know, the Giants need to be able to be a competent offensive team, and they're not. And they were supposed to have the head coach who had the offense all figured out and the offensive coordinator who had all the solutions as the play caller. And, you know, what are we looking at here? Um, I will say Tommy DeVito hung in there. He made some throws down the stretch. Uh, they did move the ball a little bit at times down the stretch there. And he does have an arm. He's a gamer. I hope the kid succeeds. Um, you know, so shout out to him for kind of stepping in, throwing his first NFL touchdown pass. I think that deserves to be recognized, uh, but still not good enough from the team all the way down. And frankly, Brady, once Daniel Jones got hurt, I mean, it snowballed on them like crazy. And you can see what happened late in the game. Once the Raiders saw that DeVito was able to make some of these throws, they just started blitzing his face off the way that Wink Martindale often blitzes young quarterbacks that he plays against. Um, and it just wasn't working out. Um, Simeon Toko says, are all these bad draft picks that bad or is coaching a factor in their lack of development? Um, I think there's, I think they're swinging and missing, like, especially on those three offensive linemen, uh, Neil McKeithen and Azudu that I mentioned in that one draft. I think those are swing and miss picks is what it looks to me. Joey B comedy. What's up, Joe? Huge Giants fan there. Huge supporter of what we do here of my, of my daily news work of everything we do on social media, Instagram, uh, go follow Joe as well. Um, he's all over IG and always traveling and supporting the Giants. Uh, let's see. Um, all right. Thanks, Pat. Says Subo, you got it. Yeah, Brady finally got to your question there. Remember, you can always pay for the super chats and super stickers and get your question answered immediately. Um, sorry, I didn't get to that quickly enough. Remember, guys, if you don't already, subscribe to the channel here at PL on NFL. That's my handle on TikTok, my handle on YouTube, my handle on Instagram, at P Leonard NYDN on Twitter. Also at the Daily News, of course, nydailynews.com uh, slash sports slash football slash Giants for the Giants work and just slash football for all of my national work. We do these live chats twice a week, once Thursday night football halftime, typically uh, sometimes another time midweek, maybe Wednesday, but usually on Thursdays. And then we always do our Giants post game lives here on YouTube. We're really creating a great community here. I love it. And Hey guys, I want to ask you this too. You can put some comments in the chat here or put comments later, whatever you want. You can email me. It's pleonard at nydailynews.com. But I was considering starting a subtext um, app. So that is like an offering where fans could pay like a couple dollars a month, let's say. And the fans, let's, let's say, I don't know what it costs, but if you pay a couple dollars a month, you have access directly 
to text with me. So we would have, you know, Q and A's like that, where I would text back to fans directly through this app. And then also ways for me to update you guys directly first with news and updates from practice um, that you wouldn't have to go to social media to get, be like an exclusive behind the scenes way for us to communicate differently. So let me know if you think that would be something you'd be interested in. Curious what fans think of that. All right. We've gone a half hour here. I'm going to have to run in about 10 minutes. So I'm going to try to get through the rest of these questions. I see Savage Steve has weighed in with 199 again. Thank you, Steve. Really appreciate it. Steve is crushing it here today. Do you think Saquon is here next year? Um, You know, that is just a back and forth thing. He did speak more than ever before about how he wants to be a giant for life. He wants to do the Strahan, Tiki, Eli Manning thing after he retires and how he sees that path and that vision. So I do think as of Thursday, it sounded like he really wants to be a giant for life and commit here long term, Uh, maybe revisiting that negotiations this coming year. Uh, But you never know where this is going to go, right? And he is up there in age four running back, not as a person, right? But when the Giants are looking at him as a running back, so, so they do have the franchise tag again. I think the most likely scenario is he would be back on the tag uh, because, again, the business, he wouldn't have the leverage. So that would be my answer there. But certainly an influx conversation. And, of course, they had a chance to trade him at the deadline, and they didn't. Joe Wilcox with a $10 super sticker. Joe, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. If you have a question, uh, drop it right here, Joe, and I will get to it first. Thank you so much for the super sticker. Really appreciate that. And once you drop that question in there, I will answer yours. Getting back into the queue. But thank you so much, Joseph Wilcox. All right. We have, uh, let's see, uh, Simeon Toko says he likes Michael Penix. Junior from Washington. He's an interesting player, kind of flicks the ball, lefty. Uh, They're still undefeated. Interesting what the Huskies are doing. I agree. You have to keep an eye there. Jake Oppenheim says, why didn't Joe Shane have a post-deadline trade uh, press conference? Um, I believe his standard is going to be at the bye week. So he's going to do bye week pressers. And then unfortunately, they have a late bye week. So that's why. Um, you know, we did want to hear from him. Obviously you want to hear from him at the trade deadline, but, um, I expect to hear from him at the bye week All right. Uh, oh, and that reminds me, I did mention this in my Saquon story too. You know, does Joe Shane, uh, revisit, like, does he go into the mid season idea of negotiating with Saquon, trying to keep him on a long-term deal to give some hope to the fans, keep the face of the franchise before the season's over. Is that something he looks at? Or does he go into the offseason with a clean slate and go from there? Probably the latter, I would say. But based on what Saquon was saying and the fact that Giants didn't trade him, I think it's fair to wonder if that's on the table for plans during the bye week. We'll see. Uh, Chronicles says, do you have any knowledge of Mara influencing the Daniel Jones contract? Well, he talked to him in the final hour to help get it done. Um, He definitely wanted Daniel Jones here. But I do think the fact that they could get out of the contract after two years was reflective of the fact that Joe Shane was still driving the bus. Uh, do you have any knowledge of – oh, you, you I just answered that. Michael Tiso says, hi, Pat. If Giants don't end up with top two pick for Caleb or May, how do you view the next tier of quarterbacks in the draft for the Giants' future? Uh, Michael, that's a good question. Um, at this exact moment, I don't sit here and say either of the, any of those guys are like home run hit, you know, can't miss picks. Um, I have to do more research on that, though, honestly. That's what I would say. Um, I think out of the – out of, the, out of the whole group, I think May is the one that intrigues me the most as a potential fit for the Giants uh, at this moment, but I have to keep looking into those. All right, let's see. We have – let's rattle these off. Okay. We have – okay. Anthony B says, Mara had no influence. Dable talking about Super Bowl with DJ Jones is their quarterback. No, John, had, John has influence on everything the Giants do. I'm just saying I don't, I don't think they were – I don't think – like. Joe Shane is still running this. So Joe Shane was the one who gave him that contract, not John Mara. But John was involved. I mean, he's always involved. Is there a way to keep Shane and get rid of Dable or no, Chronicle says. That'll be an interesting thing to follow, Chronicles, if it comes to that, because obviously they kind of came as a package deal. But I do think there's a possibility based on how bad this could get. Michael says, good evening, Pat. Sorry I'm late. No problem, Michael. No problem at all. And I know I'm late to getting to your comments, so don't worry about it. Jake says, would Joe Shane be willing to fire his buddy Dable, though? Yeah, exactly. I don't don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Luann, big blue fan, what's up? Yeah, welcome back. Hi, Pat. I'm very disappointed in the season. Um, I had high expectations for this team to go deep in the playoffs. The schedule makers didn't help with all the road games. 
Luann, I told you I was hoping I was wrong last week when we talked or last live chat when we talked. And I said, I thought this was going to go poorly down the stretch here. And you were telling me you thought there was still time to turn around. Unfortunately, it looks like I'm right, especially with the Jones injury. Sorry about that. Uh, Subo says, love Duggan. Yeah, Dan's the man. Um, she says, she, Luann says, so excited about this season. I will not get overhyped about training camp anymore. Yeah, stick with me. I will be objective and direct. Sometimes it's not what you want to hear about your favorite team, but I will give you what I know, what I observe, and what I hear, what people tell me. Behind the scenes, I will always be straightforward with you guys about your team. This year, I said it wasn't going to be pretty probably, especially because of the offensive line. And I even said the secondary, I had questions about a lot of makeup of this team and where they were and how ready they were to take another step. Antonio says, where do we go from here? I think right now the guys in the locker room have to continue playing hard, but it's going to be tough because it's a very young team. Justin Pugh was saying after the game, trying to keep the team together, trying to keep guys focused and know uh, that they have to continue to fight, but it's going to be hard because the results are not going to come. Um, Luann misses Eli very much. He was never hurt, fair to say. Uh, Michael Knight, question, what makes you think this coach and staff have the ability to develop a rookie quarterback? Because I'm a little concerned. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not sitting here saying they can definitely do that. I totally agree with you. And I also, you know, listen, there could be changeover to the staff. Who's the offensive coordinator next year, right? What, like, there's going to be a lot of things, a lot of, uh, a lot of uncertainties, right? A lot of uncertainties. All right. Uh, let's see. I will never believe the hype again, says Raphael. Yeah, and we don't bring you hype. We bring it real. We we it, we we have the Giants news, information, and analysis here, even if it's not what you want to hear. And I hope this team turns it around and starts winning because it'll be a much more fun to talk about and to follow. But Raphael, I promise you, I will not lead you guys astray. All right, uh, Luann says next season I believe the Giants will make make the playoffs. Although this season isn't over. Um, Dable is a second year coach. He is growing each game too. Let's be careful. We don't push a good coach out the door, says Jay Mazzella. Jay, I do think that that's still the way the organization thinks of him, but what I watch right now is worse than anything I've seen. And it's gotten bad in these years, but this is worse than anything I've seen. But I do think what you said, there's something to maybe what the organization thinks. Intel, the developer says Dable needs to draft this guy. These are Gettleman rejects or draft his guy. These are get them in rejects. Go get Williams and everything will be all right. All right, fair. That's a, that's a fair potential uh, outcome. Uh, Luann says she wants Caleb, another QB who runs like Kyler Murray. Look at him now. Mm. Oh, you do not want Caleb because, right, running around. Okay, I got you. A- Anthony says they were talking about going to the Super Bowl with DJ. He's their quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, he was. But uh, right. No, exactly. So Shane and Dable signed him. Yeah, no, no one's off the hook. Like they were all involved in that. Right. It's not like John Mara wanted to sign him and nobody else did. That's not what happened. Uh, Luann says she wants Marvin Harrison. Intel says imagining Williams with Barkley and Hyatt. Now that's a powerhouse. That would be that would be more fun. I think uh, Though Williams looks kind of raw and still a project or a player who's, you know, he's got, you know, he's not perfect. What position coach changes are possible after the year? O-line, offensive coordinator, Jake says. Yeah, no, special teams coordinator, offensive coordinator. Um, O-line coach is Dable's guy, but I do think if Dable stays, he might have to part with his guy there for sure. You know, there's going to there's gonna be a lot of changes on the staff um, if Dable is still here. I do believe that. Uh, or e- I should say even if Dable is still here. Obviously, if he gets fired, there would be a lot of changes. But I'm saying even if he's still here, I think there's going to be a lot of changes. Um too much traveling for giant schedule makers hate us. Hey, listen, you play or you play and you win or you lose. Um, it was a tough schedule early, but um, they've been losing virtually every year. Do you think they could try bring a guy like Carson Wentz in to have somewhat competent product, says Hunter? Carson Wentz stinks. I, I don't mean I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He stinks. Uh, but I do hear you. You know, you have to consider all options right now. Matt Barkley doesn't really look ready to play. Uh, DeVito's a young player, um, so, you know, he can throw the ball. But can you compete? Jay Mazzella says O-line and special teams coach are gone. I hear you there. That's what I was just saying. Uh, Molly Moss says get the O-line right. Yep, an annual problem. Offense last season was so good. What the hell happened? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they, they made some good play calls, and they deserve credit for what they did last year. But I think they used some smoke and mirrors in some of these situations. What's awkward is thinking a quarterback can fix all problems, says Molly Maul. Well, Molly Maul, great quarterbacks do fix a lot of problems. They don't fix all problems, but they fix fix a lot of problems. Luann says, I'll take Pat Shermer for play caller. 
He is a good play caller. Listen, sometimes guys are good coordinators, but they're not great coaches. Maybe Brian Dable in the end will turn out to be a good coordinator, but not a great head coach. We'll see. I do think last year is more the anomaly um, than this year, but we will see. Thoughts on the Giants celebrating down 24-0 Ward, Flott, and Banks. I think the Giants defense is just trying to do what they can uh, to keep the vibes high enough to be competitive because they don't want to feed into what this team looks like, especially on offense and how pointless and hopeless it looks. Uh, so I, I, I don't, I don't want to necessarily see banks going like this in the air when he gets beat. And then an overthrow is the only reason it's incomplete though. Like those are the things he shouldn't be doing. Um, we have been out coaching every game this year. Thank you, Molly Mall. Yes, you have. Yes, the Giants have. Don't you think it was disrespectful to Patrick Graham making Pierce interim coach over him? Yeah, Jake, I thought that was strange. Turns out Pierce, uh, you know, stood up and said some stuff in the team meeting last week in essentially in, in Josh McDaniel's face um, that kind of, you know, the players really liked hearing. Mark Davis liked hearing. Um, and also, I don't think he wanted the, the head coach to be a play caller. So Pat Graham would have been calling the defense and being the head coach. So I think that was another point as well. Though it did surprise me just to pass directly over him, but kudos to Pierce in the first game here. Jameis Ellis says last year they won against the league's bottom feeders. This year they drew the top of the league. It was said many times by many in the press that they could flock, flop against these better teams. Absolutely. Um, okay, let's see. We're getting to Simeon says, thanks, Pat. Have some drinks, get some snacks, and put five bucks on five and black at the roulette table. I will do that. Five and black. I got it. All right. Appreciate that. Um, do you prefer Williams, Penix, May, or J.J. McCarthy of Giants draft a quarterback? At the moment, it would be May, uh, but we will see. Uh, Matt Smith says, I don't think the Giants can negotiate with Saquon until the season is over. I don't think, I don't think that's true. No, I think that's with like, that's with guys who are younger. You have to wait until a certain point. I don't think you can not negotiate um, now with a player. Um, I could, I could be mad. I could be wrong about that. I don't think that's the case though. Uh, no, because like they, what they signed, uh, they've signed like Logan Ryan to an extension years ago, like in December. I think that's just for younger players until they have three years through in the league. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I'll double check that, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just about younger players having three years in the league. Um, I was going to be, okay, let's see. Truth be told, I've rarely seen a bigger reversal in quality of coaching from one year to the next from the same guy. Dable is lousy in every aspect. That's what I'm saying. I think this is more of what he is. And I think there were a lot of mistakes last year, too. It just got concealed by the early winning. Think about it. After the early winning, it's been nothing but downhill other than the playoff win. Other than the playoff win, after that, what, 6-1 star, whatever it was last year, it's all been downhill, like completely outside of that playoff victory. And not only just downhill, they get, they get their asses blown out of buildings all the time. Thinking of that Philly playoff game, obviously, but a lot of what we've seen this year, too. Uh, let's see. Okay. Joseph says, tonight is the start of a new Giants era starting a quarterback. At this point, don't you play DeVito and lose every game to possibly get the number one and move on from Jones? Joey's Joey C's parole officer says, probably, honestly, but we'll see. James Ellis says, it's not that bad. I still believe in Dable and Shane. Okay. I think there might be people in the building who are, still agree with you. Uh, season isn't over. Line is really bad. Tons of injuries. Uh, defense was hitting much, much better. Um, at least the top 15 defense. Yeah, no, the defense is the defense could win football games with a competent offense. Uh, okay. You want Dable Jones has had four different coaching staffs, same results. Maybe it's Jones. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, is he at fault or is he at a disadvantage with all the different play callers and offensive coordinators or the coaches? Cause he's not getting it done. Um, I think everybody's to blame. Um, Kafka needs to go. I think you might get your wish after the season based on how this has gone and Dable taking over all the offensive meetings. Dable and Shane know if DJ is good or not. If the, uh, if the do draft, if they do draft over him, DJ will need to compete for the job. That's a good thing. No point in playing Barkley over DeVito. Oh, Matt Barkley over DeVito. Pat, is it, have you anyone in the media heard from Jones or spoke to Jones after the game? He walked through the locker room. PR would not let, let him answer any questions. And even when some people tried to ask him questions, um, he just kept walking. I know a couple of reporters noticed it looked like he had a brace on um, underneath his pant leg. And I think, you know, everybody thinks that it is what we thought it was, which is a torn ACL. So we'll see. 
Um, so are you a Giants fan? Says Rise to Rise. Um, I, I can't. I don't. I, I don't root for teams. Um, you know, to be perfectly honest, again, I'm always honest with you. I grew up in Philadelphia. Um, I've lived in the New York, New Jersey area since 2010, and um, you know, I don't root for teams. I root for individuals all over the place. Guys, I like who I get along with. I pull for guys. But, you know, when I was at Notre Dame as a student, I had to cover teams and not root for them. When I was a hockey reporter, I got more practice covering it. I covered, you know, Rangers Flyers, Winter Classics, and you feel nothing. And then you're like, wait, this is this is weird because I used to be a sports fan and now I'm a sports reporter and I want to cheer, but I can't. Now I don't even have an urge to. Right. And so, no, you have to be objective doing this job. You can be an analyst, not a reporter, I guess. And, you know, but uh, the way I like to do this job. I think you have to be objective, and I am. So, no, no cheering in the press box. Um, if Danny was uh, if Danny was too missed time next year, would there have any recap, cap relief, or is it just if he's out all year? Oh, if he were to miss time next year, would they have cap relief? No, I think he's got even some money guaranteed for injury into the third year. Um, so, yeah, right, exactly. Fully guaranteed next year, says Anthony. Exactly. Too bad we can't get Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think he's right. Can't sign Barkley till after the season because of franchise tag. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I have to go back and look at that then. I think, yeah, you know what? You're probably right about that. Sorry about that. I should probably have that uh, ready ready to go. But, um, yeah, I think you're probably right. Hunter says, I thought because we gave him the tag, sorry, we couldn't touch him until after the season. Yeah, no, you got, I think you guys are right there. Sorry about that. Um, let's see. They're not allowed to revisit talks for new contract extension until after this 23 season. Okay. Got it. Thank you for correcting me there. All right. Keeping me honest, Pat, what about Wink Martindale next year? Is our defense good? I think it's only good by comparison to our lousy offense. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see if there's turnover um, is Wink included in that. I do think the giants defense has been the lone bright spot on the team, but obviously um, if there are changes made, you can never rule anything out. Why don't we sign Cam Newton? I don't think that's the answer. So many free agent QBs are good enough to play that are better than DeVito. Yeah, I don't know, Brandon. Um, maybe maybe are they slightly better than DeVito? Maybe, but are they guys who are going to turn the season around? Not necessarily, and obviously they don't have a problem uh, playing young players, which they're doing all over the field already. Um, at least I have the Jets and the Bills, New York teams. We all jumped the gun after last year's quick success. I think we need to take a deep breath. It's a rebuild, and we'll take a few years to get competitive. Yeah, it's just just a, a, such a dramatic drop back here and also committing to – if they didn't commit to Jones with a contract like that, it would feel a little bit different, I think. But because they gave him that contract and paid guys, signed vets, and made this year look like um, a year where they thought that they could win, that's the part that hurts. But, you know, Brian, I think like if they had tagged Daniel, it would have been a lot different and more encouraging. Um, but the fact that they didn't tag him, they signed him makes it feel a little bit different. But you are right. It should be a rebuild that takes some time. Um, over 100 people in here. It's definitely growing every week, says Hunter. Absolutely. And Hunter, you're one of the originals. So thank you so much. Um, what is the Giants cap situation looking for the offseason? Jake says they'll have some money, um, not unlimited money, though. So when you look at the giant salary cap situation next year, <coughs> all right. So at the moment, the way the Giants are looking, obviously they're up against it this year. Um, in the off season, they are due uh, to have at the moment they project to have about uh, forty-seven million dollars in cap space. Um, obviously, that doesn't account for. So once you make a couple free agent signings, if you pay a couple guys on your team, that can shrink very quickly. You have to leave money for the draft pool, the rookie pool. <clears throat> so uh, that'll be something to continue to watch. That's not an unlimited amount, right? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, I thought you were a Jersey guy, says Michael. Uh, I did used to go on vacation in South Jersey, but yeah, I grew up in Philadelphia. Um, let's see. Funny how DJ Thomas Cano got paid. They are hurt. Yeah, no, it's it, it's terrible, and the injuries have been a injuries have been a problem. Injuries have been a bad problem, and yeah, guys, thank you. As Simeon says, um, thumbs up, hit the thumbs up button now, hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Thanks for all the super chats and the super stickers. We'll get out on this. Savage Steve says, much love to you, brother. Have a great night in Vegas. Um, 
And Brandon says, Marvin Harrison, number one picker, Caleb Williams. I think that all depends if you think Daniel Jones is still your quarterback. Um, based on him, if he's out for the year, I don't see how you can't end up if you end up with a top three pick, top two pick, how that doesn't become a quarterback pick unless you don't believe in any of them. Um, so I think the pick there is the quarterback. At this exact moment, I'm just going to say Drake May. Hunter, thank you for enjoy, saying enjoy the night. I can't wait to go hit Vegas. Simeon, I'm going to play five and black. Guys, everybody who dumped in the super chats and super stickers, really appreciate it. Remember, subscribe to this, subscribe to this page, subscribe to the uh, to the podcast, Talking Ball with Pat Leonard, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, uh, wherever you get it. And thank you so much. Yeah, Joseph, did you answer a question or did you ask a question? Because you you paid the $10. Um, you said, oh, Matt Smith is right in a way. Shane and Saquon both agreed to not talk another contract until after the season. Did I miss another question, Joseph? I did not see another question from you, but I definitely saw your super chat and your super sticker, and I do appreciate it. Um, what was your question? Dump it in, and I'll answer it before I get out of here. I did not notice it. Um, I saw the super sticker come in. I didn't see a question right after it. So ask it right now. Pat, Williams or May, which one do you think the Giants will draft in 24? At this moment, I think it's May, uh, but they have done a lot of work on Williams. You can see that. Joseph says he feels bad for Daniel Jones. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Joseph, you have every, you have anything before I uh, hit the road here in Vegas? Last chance to dump in your question if you did. I'm sorry if I missed it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Joseph, here's what I would say about the Giants on the way out. First of all, thank you so much again for your support. Everybody who paid those super chats and those super stickers um, really do appreciate that. We had Savage Steve, you know, being a huge supporter. Subo getting it rolling. Chris with the super sticker. And also Joseph coming in at the end uh, there with the $10. Really appreciate you guys being so supportive. We will talk next time on the Talking Ball podcast and on the Giants live Q&A chats here on the at PL on NFL YouTube page. See you guys soon. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 